And welcome to another episode of the Philly Brocast. I am your host, Ryan. And I am not Ryan. No. I'm Eric. Yeah. Yeah, I am, uh, you know, don't adjust your sets here. <laughs> it's not a, it's another episode of the Football Smack Talk Show. It's still the Brocast. That's right. I'm joining Ryan here tonight in Ryan's stead. Yes, Ryan is, uh, is coming back from vacation. Unfortunately, uh, his flight got delayed, uh, so he couldn't join us tonight, which is all right. I will forgive him uh, this time, but next time, next time it's death. yeah, pretty much. So I uh, appreciate you guest hosting with me uh, tonight. There's lots to discuss, and quite honestly, I'm pretty sure uh, we'll probably spend most of our time uh, yelling and getting angry about the Phillies. Yeah, so this has gotten me as emotionally invested in the Phillies as I've probably been in the last seven years. You know, like there was a period of time there between I'd say two thousand thirteen to last season that oh, apathy had really set it. Yeah. And which is the scary thing, it's hard to dig out of that with a fan base. It it really the is. Really struggled with attendance even with the signing of Harper because apathy had set in with this fan base. Well, and, and you, you sign somebody with such a name like Harper. He was the big right. prize along with Manny Machado. You'd got one of them. And you spent so much time on that, you forgot to get any pitching. This team is so yeah. atrocious with pitching. It's basically they were like, hey, um, we'll, we'll stick with Aaron Nola. Uh, hopefully we get half of a uh, Jake Arrieta, and uh, let's press our luck on the rest of three guys. And they've yeah. all been awful. Oh, Nola hasn't been yeah, himself. We've got maybe four guys to fill three slots in the rotation, and we just need at least two of them to be decent and the third one to be serviceable. And they haven't and been. They haven't gotten any of that. Nothing. And, you know, they had an opportunity uh, earlier in the season – to not only, you know, pick up a quality starter in Dallas Keuchel, but also to help your injured play, injury-playing bullpen with one of the better closers uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, he sat out, obviously. Uh, you know, the contract was probably a little too much at the beginning. Uh, you know, but um, uh, what, I can't remember his name. Help me. Help. Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell, thank you. Uh, I can picture him doing the little arm dangle thing, like, wow. Um, but, yeah, they had the opportunity to go out and get both of these guys, which would have immensely helped their team. And they sat there and didn't do anything. They sat on their asses. Yeah. It, it, like their answer to their pitching staff was, well, we got Bryce Harper. I mean, that seemed to be their answer to everything is we went and got Bryce Harper. And, look, I think and Bryce Harper's having a tough year. But I think ultimately he will be okay. I think he'll turn out to, like, I think he will end up having a Hall of Fame career. He will, you know, put together his numbers. He, like, I'm not worried about that signing. I know some people talk about he's been a disappointment. He's Like, I'm not there yet with Bryce Harper. What I will say is a disappointment is the fact that you have one starting pitcher. Jake Arrieta stinks. And the fact is we're going to have to see this guy for another year. Because he's got a player option for twenty million dollars next year. Where the hell is he going to go? Where he's going to make anybody's going to pay him half that next year? 
Right. He's taking that option, and he's going to be here next year, and we're going to sit through another year of hearing him call out teammates and say he wants to crack somebody in the skull. I wish someone would go in there and put a dent in his skull. Yeah, he he would absolutely destroy you. But uh, your point is still the same. It, you know, he talks this big game and doesn't back it up. You know, we were, were we kind of had the hope last year because he was a little banged up. Hey, maybe if he came into this year healthy, he could maybe uh, reclaim a little right. bit of the, of he his Cy Young. Spring training here with the team, he didn't have any kind of spring training last year. Right. So right. And so you thought, hey, maybe like, there were some reasons why you might think you could turn it around. But ultimately, it was fool's goal. What he was the second half of last year is just who he is now. Yeah. And and we're, we're absolutely stuck with him. No one's going to take him off our hands. No. Uh, if, you, if you were to find a way to deal him, you're, ta- you're taking on that money. Which, hey, whatever. Like, it's a non-capped league. So, right. you want to trade him and pay him to go I mean, away. Yeah, but you might as well just cut him. You know, the same, so... Oh, so cut. Yeah. Just for the satisfaction of being... Just so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean... You know, I, you're paying me, yeah, well, you're not pitching for us. Right. We'd rather pay you to go away and do nothing. Right, exactly. I mean, this team right now is teetering on 500. They got embarrassed, like, super embarrassed last night yeah. uh, by the Dodgers, who are a and great team. You know, in case nobody's watching, and I wouldn't blame you if you're not, the Phillies went up 6-1 to in this game. Six five now. It's yeah, it's six five now. Yeah. In the fifth, and yeah. like, is any part of you at all questioning whether or not they're going to blow this lead tonight? Oh no, they're hundred percent. Six one, and I'm just like, yeah, but it's the third inning; they're going to blow this. They're hundred percent going to because their their yeah. bullpen is 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 depleted. Uh, yeah, yeah, they keep throwing out people like JD Hammer, who's and Cole Irvin, and and all these other people that aren't major league. Players, the realist, realistically, they're just not well, major league I players. He's not a major league reliever. No, I don't know if he can be a major league starter or not. But at this point, like, I don't know why he's not at least getting opportunities to start over Vincent Velasquez. Because I am, like, there's no part of me that believes that Velasquez can be anything more than three or four innings. You're absolutely right. And that's not a starter. That's a that's a middle. That's a long, that's a nice long right? Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's what he should be. And it irritates me that you know, that they give him that assignment. They finally put him in that role just for a week later to say, oh, no, we want you to be our starter again. And surprise, surprise, without any kind of warning, he gets thrown into a starting jo- job in a game you absolutely had to have on Father's Day in Atlanta, and he got rocked. Yeah. Give the man, give the man an assignment and let him learn how to do that. You're right. Now, you know, obviously the, the, the Phillies and, and – the general manager, Clintac, and the owner, they focus, obviously, solely on the offensive side. They they actually did add a few nice bullpen arms, but they've all been hurt, so that doesn't help. Yeah, look, I, I don't blame them there. Like, no. The bullpen, I kind of almost say, you know, like when you lose four guys who you were counting on to be your bullpen guys, and you're digging for your fifth and sixth options right. in the bullpen to be your primary setup guys, it, it is what it is. And sure. I kind of give them a pass on that. I give them no pass for the starting pitching. I give them no pass for the fact that Mikel Franco, Cesar Hernandez, Gene Segura routinely commit non-hustle plays, and there is no accountability. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, looking looking into the future, the future landscape right. of 
potential actual decent major league bull, you know arms for this rotation you know there's there's not a lot uh to be yeah, perfectly honest yeah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you certainly have hope that maybe one of your your uh, you know triple A guys, double A guys, can make the jump. But you know, free agency wise, yeah, you mentioned it. Arietta has that twenty million dollar option. Strasburg has the same thing. His option is twenty five million. I don't blame him there. What was that? Yeah, oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. Um, you know. And, but every pitcher I'm seeing here is above the age of 31. Yeah. Uh, There's you know, going to be no area in free agency to address this starting rotation. I mean, you have a couple of, of decent, you know, you have like Garrett Cole, who I personally like. Um, I do too. And he's going to be the top guy on the market, I believe. Madison Bumgarner. Is his contract up, I thought? Uh, I don't Where think so. Him? I think he, uh, uh, you're right. His, his is up. Um okay. You know he's teetered off this year, um, but yeah, like like I said, um, Cole and Bumgarner are the, are the head of the three. I mean, Ham, Hamels, Keuchel, Porcello. Porcello is probably going to be the top guy. Yeah. Uh, Ryu from the Dodgers, uh, Rich Hill. You know these are all guys. Uh, like, like I said, Garrett Cole, Matt Harvey, uh, Trevor Cahill, uh, Odorizzi, uh, Ivan Nova. You know, uh, I'm just trying to see it. Corey Kluber. But again, every single name, every single name with the exception of, let's say, Alex Wood from Cincinnati and Garrett Cole, uh, who is currently on Houston, every single major name here is, is is over the age of 31. Those two that I just mentioned are 29, along with uh, Michael Waka uh, from St. Louis. Uh, he's another 29-year-old. Tehran from Atlanta. Uh, I'm really not seeing anybody underneath the age of uh, 29 here that that would be remotely available. Um, no. So there's there's not a lot of help out here. So that's why I I don't you know a lot of a lot of things have been said regarding whether or not the Eagles or the Eagles. I'm so used to talking with you about the Eagles. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's a lot to be said about whether or not they should you know. Uh, attack for uh, the trade deadline and be buyers and go after somebody and try to, you know, secure a playoff spot. And, you know, they're, they're two games over 500. They're in third place uh, in the division. Uh, they luckily happen to have uh, the last wild card. But, you know, uh, part of me says uh, maybe it's too much to fix. But part of me also says, hey, you can go out and try and trade for at least a, a decent starter or two that has a, another year on their deal. It helps you down the right. line. You, you can get a Granky or, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. Yeah, if you're going to make a deal to go get a starting pitcher, I'd rather go get a Yeah, he's somebody I would certainly love. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Uh, Mike's joining us from China. Uh, I was, was going to say, I've nice. seen uh, all the pitchers, uh, Mike. Uh, looks like you got, you're having a lot of fun uh, performing out there. Um, yeah, you know, that's a that's certainly a name. Obviously, Bumgarner, as we mentioned, uh, but he right. he obviously he is. A lot with him, but he's got the expiring contract. Right, and and, and that's kind of where it comes down to, like, all right, well, 
if you're going to go after a Baumgartner, you need to go out and, and get or, or sign him to a deal pretty much immediately. Right. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just looking, just trying to find any damn any damn name here. I'm not. I'm really not having not really seeing a lot of good uh, free agency uh, free agent pitchers here. Um, no, there's not much there. You know, if only we could have gotten our hands on like a Dallas Keuchel or. Mm, yeah right. Well, like I said, uh, Zach Wheeler uh, is an option. Another name I said, uh, Alex Wood is somebody I'd, I'd certainly like. Um, but you know, the kid uh, Boyd from Detroit—he's a guy that I would take a flyer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's certainly two years control left on him. Yeah, there's certainly people out there, and I think that's certainly something that they have to either be very active during this trade line to try and get somebody not only just for this year to make the push for the playoffs, but also down the line because it's clear that, that there's some issues here. Yeah. Now. It'd be one thing if they had a plethora of young arms that we're just waiting on to get to the big leagues. Right. But we don't. No. Not at all. And, and you know, another position I think a lot of people are curious about too Switching over to the offense is what are they going to do with third base? Uh, uh, yeah, they got Bohm in the minors. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they have Bohm, but like, is he going to be ready to come up uh, for next year or even this year? I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, we kind of. If this team continues to tailspin and they fall out of it, I'd like to see him up here. In <laughs> I would. But, you know, Phillies. You know, God forbid you see anybody in the majors before 25. Well, well, you know, that, that's actually a great point. I was uh, speaking of, I was just at the Phillies game for Ryan Howard's uh, retirement. Um, yeah, that was fantastic. I was super, I was super close. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, it was nice. It was nice to see him out there. You know, he gave a nice little speech. He, he uh, you know, he, they did a little thing where he ran out to, you know, the first base. Uh, in the beginning of the game, he's actually throwing uh, throwing grounders to to the other infielders, and, and you know doing doing that like pre pre uh, game. Uh... Franco tried to barehand it and uh, mess it up. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, yeah, it was nice to see it. And then him and uh, and Reese Hoskins had had a nice uh, little moment, hugged it out, and you know had a little chat there as they kind of yeah. almost like you know passed the torch. So to speak, uh, but it's a great point though. How long did Ryan Howard sit? Uh, you know, it, it took him forever. Obviously, he was he was a little backed up by uh, Jim Tomey being there. But the decision to sign Tomey, you know, again was you knowing he had you had Ryan Howard. Um, it, it's just uh, it just yeah, goes. I almost with... say that was the right call because you had to do something to make yourself a destination, and signing Tomey kind of made. I hear you. I, I mean, I got it, and I wouldn't redo it, you know, because obviously Tommy being here was, was fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, but you know, looking at the, the, this team, it's, it's you know, outside of the, the lack of pitching, outside of the uh, injuries to the bullpen, outside of the inconsistent offense, outside of the dumb mistakes, the non-hustle plays, you know, uh, obviously that kind of goes into it, but 
this team as a whole, I don't, I just don't think the Kapler is the guy. Uh, you know, I, I've always. I'll tell you what, uh, you know me, I'm never the. Right, and I, I say that all the time. Leading to the heads on sticks. Right. I'm not right. the fire the coach guy, but I think right. I think yeah, neither of us are. We're, right. we're more of the be patient. All right. I I wanted them to give Chip Kelly another year. Yeah. I'm just saying. I understood. I was, I was I, not mad when they fired him, but I would have understood going another year. Yeah. I same. Uh, I was the same way. So, uh, I, that being said, I think it's time. I think it's clear that he's just too inexperienced. He makes dumb decisions. He doesn't clearly doesn't have a good control over this locker room, you know. He he, he states, you know, oh well, we're going to be handling it internally when somebody you know doesn't run something out. That's code for I don't know what the hell to do. Well, and and the fact of the matter is that the players in the game in the next game, yeah. the the you the first freaking thing you got to do is sit that player down and be like, listen, you're not playing in the next right. game. Yeah. You you don't you don't pull that crap. Yeah. Yeah. You say, listen, don't do it again. If you do it again, it'll be longer. I'm not sure yeah, how. You're sitting today. You do that again, you're sitting a week. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Doom, bam, bam, boom. You're done. So. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I just don't get it. I, you know, I, I, I want this, you know, this team to do. Um, let's take a look. I think we're at the, yeah, Reese Hoskins is currently up, so I know we're a ways away from the eight hole. Yes. Uh, which is where he typically bats. Seventh um, or eighth, yeah. Yeah. Which, but I, I mean, I assume he's probably in the lineup. Franco doesn't get benched for what he did. Segura a few weeks ago didn't get benched for lack of hustle. Cesar, you know. No, uh, Brad Miller is in the game right now. Oh, and looks like has been. So. Good. He should be in there. And and looks like uh, Miller hit a homer. Has a couple RBI, so that's pretty good. Nice. Yeah. So, but yeah, so you know, this this team is very frustrating. You know, you're you're in first place for all this time. Right. You're doing well, and all of a sudden it's like something snaps. And this team takes a no dive. This is what they did last year. No, he couldn't have been. He couldn't have been. I mean, he is a good player. I like him. was playing well, but apparently, man, if this isn't a case where he should have been the first half MVP, I don't know. Right. Like, uh, so. As soon as he left, as soon as he left, it was, it was over. Yeah, it's really when it happened, which is really funny because it, it clearly, it could not be that, that. He couldn't have been that important. And the thing is, right after that, they go and get, uh, they go and trade for Jay Bruce. Who's been on fire. And Kingery was in center, and Kingery was on fire. And so I'm like, but how could it be that McCutcheon right. was, was the big piece when the two guys who replaced the two starting outfielders that you lost were your two best players exactly. during that time? Exactly. So that's why this, that's, that's why this whole team is fr- freaking frustrating. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, Mikel Franco, I just think all he ever is going to be is he gets he gets a nice hot streak here or there, but for the most part, he's a 220 hitter. 
Yeah. What well, now? Let's just say bum comes up. Now, coming, you know, let's just say they, they do a September call-up, and he's there for a couple of months. He does pretty decent. And he heads into training camp, essentially uh, pinned for that. Right. What do you do with Franco? Do you keep him as uh, as your bench? He can play the corner, the corner or either corner. I mean, he can play the corners. Um, maybe you can, like, I'd tell him, go to fall ball, learn to play some second base, learn to play some corner outfield, and Like if I were if I were guiding his career, like if I was a coach there and I wanted to try and help him prolong his career, I would tell him, "Look, dude, you're just you're not a consistent enough hitter to be an everyday player, and nobody's going to keep you as just the backup third baseman. So you know you, we already know you can play some first, learn how to play some second and corner outfield. Yeah. You can prolong, you can play another you know seven to ten years. Or or." Or do you... You're going to bounce around, you're going to go to a lot of, you're going to be in a lot of teams, but that will get you, you know, that will keep you in the big leagues. Or do you, or do you get rid of them? You trade them. I mean, if, if somebody's willing to make him an offer or, you know, anything, <laughs> you know, sure, I'd be willing to trade him. Because I also think that while you're going to be explaining to him he's going to have a new role if he's going to stay in the big leagues, it's probably going to benefit him to take that new role to a completely new atmosphere, to a completely new environment, just a change of scenery. Probably going to get him under control. Or, you know, uh, you know, again, there are a few decent uh, third base free agents. Do you maybe uh, try and get one of them? Um, Rendon is, is certainly one... Uh, that everyone's talking about. Do you try and go after him and maybe see where else Bohm can play? Or or second? To me, I feel like you have your second baseman in Kingery. Like, that's got to be his job. Well, well when was the last time he played second? Or infielder out of position. Like, you know, that's what happened with Santana and Reese Hoskins. Yeah. I hear you, because, like, when are you going to get a chance at one of these, you know, big-time free to third baseman again? And do you really want to hitch your wagon to bone? Because it was just a couple of years ago, we thought, you know, Mikel Franco is going to be a linchpin in your lineup. Right. Gonna be, and he's been you know, re- captain inconsistent. Or five. Right. He's been Mr. Inconsistent. Yeah. So. And what happens if you pass on the, you know, a big-time what free up, Right. That's that's the worry. Too yeah, much ta- too much talent is is not a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you got to yeah, add where you can add. You got to shorten and then like, look, if you go and sign, you know, uh, who did you say was the Ren, Ren, uh, Anthony Rendon. Rendon? Yeah. If you can go get Rendon, I mean, like, you know, you bring him in here and then you don't have to say, you can say boom, you're going to start off in triple A, but we're going to play you in the outfield, we're going to play you some second base, we're going to get you used to playing those positions in the minors before we ask you to come up and do that in the main. Right. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's a good player, but he is, uh, you know, bats three, over 300, has, uh, you know, a, a decent power numbers, 
good war. Uh, it's certainly somebody I'd love to have at third base. And then, oh, yeah, you know, it, but, but, you know, so, so you think third base and then you think center out, center fielder is probably your two weak offensive positions. Um, right. right now, you know, obviously there's a little craziness with the whole Herrera thing and, you know, now Kingery's been out yeah, there for a little. Do you think Odubel Herrera ever plays again with the Phillies? Um, no. I don't, yeah, because I don't either. No, he's, uh, he's done for the Phillies. He may get a chance somewhere else, but um, no, not, uh, not here. That's for sure. Well, enough of our, uh, I was going to say, enough of our ranting about the Phillies. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm just going to just calm down a little bit. <laughs> Got a little worked out about how terrible they, they have been. It's frustrating, well, but. And somebody brought it up to me, and it, it was really great. When, like, if you want to, like, if you really want to get angry about the Phillies, think about it. Over the 100 and, what are they, 130, 140 years Franchise. Something, yeah. You know how many homegrown all star outfielders they've had? Like, they drafted them, brought they them through the system, came up through their farm system, and, pl- and, played, and in, played in an all star game. All star game, yeah. Well, considering I don't have enough time to, to literally do that all in my head. I'm just asking you your thought. What do you think? What do I think? I'm gonna say one. Well, you you missed by one. There's two. Ah, I knew it was. It had to be a low number. It had yeah, to be. There's and, two. And who are they? Do you know Obviously, them? You know Don Brown. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did technically make it all. Half a season. Yeah. Where he was good. He had a half a good season, right? Who was the other? Greg the Bolasinski. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I uh, I always forget that's he played some outfield. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Not MVPs, not Hall of Famers. Just All Star. Just All Stars. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, Real Muto made the All Star game just almost by default. <laughs> because you had to send somebody. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and there are no other and decent catchers. He's been a disappointment too. Now defensively, I think him and Noah are in lockstep. Uh, well, uh, James just uh, chimed in and said there are three. Um, so I, I'd love to know who the other one is, James, if you happen to have that. I'm saying they had to have been drafted by the Phillies, come up through their farm system, not guys who brought in through free agency or through trades. Oh, let's see. Uh, see, and if it goes, like, super, super early, I'm, I'm pretty much out. Uh uh, yeah, Greg Lazinski made it a couple of times. Right, uh, Greg Lazinski, Don Brown. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see the answer. Uh, was Juan Samuel uh, drafted by us? No, no, he wasn't. Was he drafted? I didn't think he was drafted by us. No, he was not. Uh, I know 
Lenny Dykstra was not. Uh, Danny Jackson. Mariana Duncan. Oh, he played second. Uh, I'm talking outfielders. I know, I know, I know. I'm just... Uh, never mind then. Uh, <laughs> I think I think uh, he probably didn't hear one part of the uh, the equation there. Uh, but you're, you're regardless of whether it is. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously they've had all-star outfielders. Uh, and, and and to your point though, it's sad the fact that they just can't grow and groom a decent outfielder. Braves call two out, uh, outfield all-stars homegrown. They call that a good year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, I was going to say Lenny. Yeah. No, yeah. It has to be homegrown. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's sad uh, for sure. Um, man, you know that 2008 team only had two all-stars? I did not know that. Bra- I didn't know that. Brad Lidge and Chase Atlee. Okay. Well, I mean, look, and, that, and there's something you said about that. that was a good team, that 2018. And a lot of those guys peaked late in the season. Yeah, that's true, that, which, which really, it really helped. And then they really turned it on in the second Nah, that's true, that's true. So, uh, But, hey, before we get out of here, I do want to actually talk a little bit NBA. Uh, <laughs> I know, we've just been bitching about the Phillies all day, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure everybody's right there with us. But uh, there were there was some interesting news that came out. Uh, regarding Ben Simmons, not only did he just sign a five-year max, 170, uh, which is great. That means he'll be here for a long time. Um, but uh, he also just said that he wants to, he is not planning on playing on the Australian national team for the the FIBA World Cup or whatever it's called. Uh, which you know, again, that's great because now he's going to spend some time not only working on his game. But working on his, you know, working on chemistry with all of his new teammates now that they practically overhauled the team, <laughs> you know. Uh, so these yeah. are these are good things. Not only have we been seeing some videos of him in the gym, you know, shooting shooting some jumpers, practicing with uh, Tobias Harris. You know, Harris yeah, came I out. Apparently after the ESPYS, while everybody else was hitting the after parties and stuff. Him and Tobias went to the gym and like played intense one on one. Nice, yeah. I mean that that's and Ben was shooting jump shots. Yeah, now now again. It's it's practice. I got it. We'll see when it actually comes to the games, but hey listen, there there has to be a first step, right? You gotta start somewhere, exactly. Uh James also agrees, uh thinks the Sixers are gonna be good. Uh, I really do too. Um you know, I really think the fact that everybody went out west, essentially. Um, realistically, you have the Bucks, You have potentially the Pacers, which, you know, they did get Malcolm Brogdon, and they're having um, Oladipo come back from injury. You don't really know how that team's going to work because, again, you know, it was just Oladipo last year, so... You know, I think people are trying to are, are starting to figure him out a little bit. Uh, you have yeah, Boston's got to be there just with Kemba, who's a slight upgrade over uh, uh, um, uh, Kyrie, um, right. and probably a better locker room dude. But other than that, it doesn't exactly make everybody want to play. 
Oh, right, right. Other than that, you're really not going to have too much competition. Um, you know, yeah, Brooklyn will probably be there the next year once Durant is back. Yeah, I would say that's more 2020. Yeah, and there, there, yeah, there are a couple of teams on the rise, but let's be honest, you know, with the way the teams are, are, are shaking out, it's probably the best thing for the, for the, you know, they may have one tough series and then they can get go to the finals. Uh, James again. Oh, right. You hope every, yeah, you hope everyone goes seven games. Everybody gets beaten up and they come in dog tired. Yeah. Uh, James also chimes in and says, uh, they said that Ben was doing a lot of shooting and he looks a lot better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They got a new shooting coach. These are all great things that you're supposed to be doing. He's saying the right things. He's doing the right things. People around him are doing and saying the right things. Um, you know, again, like we said, there has to be that first step. This is a good first step. Let's start seeing it a little bit more. And you know what? I think everybody's probably in the same mindset that I am is I want to see it in a game. Right. Once I start seeing it in a, in a game, all right, I'm good. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not asking yeah, for you to take. All the stuff is nice. All the stuff is encouraging the shooting yeah. I don't need I don't need him to take twenty jump shots or ten jump shots. Take four. Yeah, just take enough to make it respectable. Where when you pull up for a jumper, teams have to respect your pump fake. Right, and and even if you go pump fakes, and the whole and the whole team's gonna just bend over laughing. All right. So even if you go one for four, hell, even if it's one for five, I'm all right with that. You gotta start somewhere, and I think. It's really a confidence issue where you really just just need to start taking them and let let's see what happens. Some of them start to go down. Like it's funny how when that starts to happen, you forget all about the ones you miss, and all of a sudden it's like, right. oh man, I made these here, and it's like, you know, oh okay, you missed your first four jump shots, and then you came down, you nailed that last, that fifth one. It's like, all right, I'm starting to feel it. Let's get right. out. And yeah. That energy becomes infectious. And exactly. When you have that good, positive energy around a team, like other guys feed off that. Like Joel Embiid will feed off 100%. that positive energy events. Hundred percent. Now, yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. Team that really unified and, but, and and I like Jimmy Butler, but I feel like what they've done since him leaving has improved this team. Yeah. Not to say that Jimmy isn't better than you know Josh Richardson. Right. Tobias, but I think that this team together is better than what last year's. No, I agree. Now the real question, and James points this out, um, is why wasn't this happening last year? Why was he not taking shots last year? At least, like, you know, get a couple, get one or two a game. Just get, you know, you start. Know, sometimes coaches can say things, teammates can say things, but you almost have to experience it before you start. Like, you and I both know we're both can be a, a touch on the stubborn side. What? And, uh, I, I know, I know. I, I am surprised. never in my life been so upset. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he needed to feel. I mean, just like if you see some of the pictures and stuff from Joel Embiid and how, he, like, if you see some of his pictures, he looks cut. Like, he, he does. It look. He looked. He was, you know, people were starting to make fun of him a little bit, saying he was kind of a, turning into a little bit of a fat ass. But, right. 
that ain't the truth. He's cut. So, you know, and right. <laughs> um, that feeling that I remember saying, you like Joel and B, take that feeling and make it mean something. Yeah. No, exactly. So I mean, when, when you're sitting there and you're thinking about, oh man, we're getting ready to go on a road trip, and I want to get my four milkshakes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's done. Inside, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to do that because right. I didn't like the way I felt in Toronto. That right. Night. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing that that you know whether however the team shakes out. It's Joel Embiid's maturity and Ben Simmons' maturity and his jump shot. You know, you know Joel. You know Joel is going to continue to progress. As far as their maturity and his jump shot takes. Yeah, and 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 you know, obviously, Joel Embiid can, is probably the best center in the game right now, and probably yeah. by the year's end could be probably talked about as one of the best players in the game right now. Ben kind of took a yeah, little step back last really year. Like, what? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, James James is coming in with the great content. Uh, he said basically uh, we pay we paid Ben to just run up and down the court. Yeah, I mean, listen, I got it. You better run up yeah. and down. <laughs> yeah, suicides. But no, I I got it. Uh, you know, uh, we want to see more. Yes, he has a, gr- a great drive. He can score you fifteen to twenty points a game, give you ten rebounds, give you ten assists. That's all great. You know, obviously, as a team, they got to cut down on, on, on the turnovers. But, you know, I think bringing in Horford here, the ve- veteran presence, you know, with the young kid, Richardson, who's a good scorer. Horford's going to help. Uh, and be tremendously. So much. J- even just the battling in practice is going to make both of them better. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, I mean, it, it's fantastic. Right, exactly. And you can just concentrate on just. Beasting on everybody else, but uh, yeah, James, uh, definitely, uh, he definitely is. Uh, his personality is infectious. Uh, I just absolutely love. Like, it's impossible to watch him play the game and not feel like you're having fun too. Right. He just yeah. He definitely just makes it all fun. But uh, you know, hey, listen. Uh, you know, obviously, right after, right after the Eagles uh, kind of get started with their season. Pretty soon after the NBA kind of starts up uh, with you know right, yeah. training camp, we just had a few yeah, summer league games. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And be- uh, basketball and hockey baseball start up. Yeah. No, absolutely. So. Uh, and. Yeah, it's definitely up there for sure. Uh, but yeah, all right, folks, we uh, we appreciate it. Uh, everybody chiming in, especially James bringing the bringing the content. Yeah, we appreciate it, brother. Uh, as always, 
Uh, but hey, Eric, thanks for uh, stepping in, uh, being the guest yeah, host thanks. tonight. It was a lot of fun. On, we got to talk about more things than just the Eagles. Yeah, on the broadcast. Hey, you know, hey, listen, if you ever want to chime in, we could always, uh, we can always pop you in. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, hey, you know, maybe during the football season, I know we talked about you know how we're gonna work all this stuff. In, <laughs> you know, we want to make sure we can still keep a lot of the football smack talk show. Absolutely, going, but, like still keep our shows going. Right. Um, I'll pop in with you guys from time to time during the broadcast. Right. Could be some guys talking. Have Just, you maybe come on on Wednesday nights with me on Mike Sports? There you go. We, we can we can all make this work. So. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Uh, thank you very much. Don't forget uh, to join the Facebook groups, not only for the Philly broadcast, but also for the Phillyverse, which is the giant umbrella to which all of our podcasts uh, are under. And we are desperately uh, working on trying to get uh, our website up. We're not the smartest, techiest kind of guy, so it's taken us a little while. Uh, but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, coming for you in the trap, right? It's <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, we'll say, we'll say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate all the love. Make sure you share this. Show it to your friends. Give it a like. Give it a comment. Share whatever. Everything uh, that really does help us uh, us do everything that we do. Uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, and we're gonna get on out of here. Uh, don't forget tomorrow, uh, Eric and Jay from Mike Sports at 8.30 on YouTube. Uh, we'll have the link on all of our Facebook pages. And then, of course, uh, Thursday at 9 o'clock is the TLC, the Tables, Ladders, and Chairs Wrestling Podcast with uh, Eric and, and Joe. my Phillies rant tonight, get ready for a nice wrestling rant. Oh, boy. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> James is, uh, is talking a little smack right now. Um, he's, uh, he's a little upset, I guess, that, uh, you know, for, uh, fantasy football, I guess, you know, it's understandable. Okay. Uh, so, uh, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll discuss. What happened to, like, you're going to have to fill me in here. Oh, um, uh, I, I dominated is what happened. Oh, okay. Um, uh, like no one has ever dominated another fantasy league ever before. I basically made nine other people my personal bitch nice. it was it was embarrassing on their end um you like know. they should question whether or not they're really even football fans based on how I, I really I really do uh I, I mean I think they thought we were maybe in like a uh like a, a football uh league so <laughs> so maybe that's what it was uh maybe that's why I did so well but, uh, yeah, I, I, it was a 13-1 season. I lost the first game by four points and then ran off and, the ran off and just destroyed everyone on my way. To one, that, that I broke one game head start. Yeah, I, 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 broke, I broke scoring records for the, you know, games, players, seasons. I was, it, was, it was just embarrassing. Uh, so, yeah, it was no loop, exactly. <laughs> I and I didn't ask. Uh, I didn't ask twice. Uh, but <laughs> we'll see. You we'll see. Plenty of advice. <laughs> you your foot up there. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, but we'll see. Well, I'm excited about this year because it is the it's the winner take all league that I'm in, and uh, I won twice in five years. Yeah, five years. Uh, so I'm already well ahead. <laughs> 
So, but anyway. Yeah, I love that when you talk about, like, hey, how much you have to, how much you have to win in order to justify playing fantasy football. Yeah. You had to win every ten, or depending on how you know uh, how many people are in your league, but uh, one, uh, one, uh, one every ten or twelve years. And you're so pretty much good for the next 20 years. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but but I'm not satisfied, that's for sure. No, no. No, no that's my favorite league uh, just because of lots of money I win in it. So, uh, anyway, enough ranting about fantasy football. We'll probably... Uh, uh, well, that won't be the last time yeah, we rant. I was going to say, we'll prob- we, probably, we probably should. Not only are we we're needing to... We are in the midst of trying to plan our Eagles roundtable number three... Uh, yes. But we also should do kind of a fantasy football summit of some sort. Um, a summit? I yeah, like that. yeah. All right. Does that sound official? That really did. <laughs> Thank you. you. See if we can get like other people who won other leagues to join in with us. Yeah. No. Absolutely. We'll we'll try and do that. Uh, but anyway, we're out of here. Uh, appreciate all the love and support. Don't forget to hop on Facebook. Uh, give it a like. Give it a share. Uh, we will see you, uh, hopefully Ryan and Ryan, uh, we'll see you guys, uh, next Tuesday, but, uh, we'll be seeing Eric the next, uh, two days for the Did shows. Any kind of good specialty sign off the, uh, uh, yeah, we usually come up with like a bro name, like, uh, like what's up bro Hemoth. Okay. And, and then you come up with like, Hey, what's up bro Montana? Something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Perfect. So that works. Thank you guys very much. Uh, go Phillies. Let's turn this shit around. Go Eagles. Training camp starts in eight days. Uh, Flyers and Sixers. Season's coming up quick. Uh, other than that, we're out. We'll see you guys uh, next week. And you'll see Eric tomorrow with Mike Sports with Jay uh, at 830. Have a good night, everybody. And there you go. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, James wants us to do the show during the draft. We might be, we might, we could do that. Anyway, we're out of here. I'll come come to your draft. There you go. (laughs) Thanks. All right, folks, we gotta get out of here. Uh, That's it for us. Have a great night, and uh, go everybody. Have a good night. Good night. Why does it kick Eric off? When you see someone who's struggling, it's natural to want to help. Fortunately, Pacific Source Health Plans has resources to do just that. Our member support specialists work to help our members meet real, everyday challenges like food insecurity and housing, isolation, stress, and difficulties with language. They even help with transportation, utility bills, copay assistance, and arranging home care. Our member support specialists are committed to your well-being and your privacy. Going beyond what's required. Just another way we put members first. Learn more at PacificSourceMembersFirst.com.